0: Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the 5'7 assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the
1: end of a rainbow. Get stuck! Get stuck! Get stuck! Get stuck!
0: I heard recently that experts say we as a society are in what they call a general crisis. Meaning that we are not just dealing with economic crises, ecological crises, political crises, but many types of crises occurring all at the very same time. So needless to say, music that speaks to the emotional and mental ramifications of living in times like this has really connected with me in recent years. And I think it's connected with the general population more than it ever has. And I think artists have responded accordingly as I keep finding myself saying, oh, this is the most personal record yet from XYZ artist. It's a theme and it makes perfect sense. And today's guest touches on these topics in a powerful way. That is Oakland's Nappy Nina, a rising star who blends thoughtful and empathetic subject matter with raps that truly defy the conventional. Exuding a level of cool and calm that embodies the long lineage of smooth west coast rap greats that preceded her and a technical ability that brings this buttery soft delivery to new and exciting places allowing her to get into some danceable rap grooves on 2021's collaborative album with j words double down as well as getting to a soulful vibrant also dancey and jazzy sounding morning dew the upcoming release from nappy nina slated to drop february 17th listen on to hear about her unique artistic background her general approach to writing as well as getting a sneak peek into what this new album morning dew actually sounds like from the creator themselves and then at the very end of the episode you'll get to hear one of my favorite tracks on this entire album cope you'll get to hear a nice little snippet of it i know you'll enjoy it the rap music plug podcast presented by qlc tv is the remedy to the i don't have anything good to listen to problem through in-depth album and song reviews as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. Nappy Nina, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, feeling good. It's early in Oakland, but I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: I'm on, I'm gone, I'm wrong, moving along. I'm based in place of grace upon this song. Mercury is murking me, it's wrong. Let worry sturdy me until it's dawn, until it's dawn. I'm i'm on i'm going i'm wrong moving we along i'm basically place of grace upon this song mercury is marking me it's wrong let worry sturdy me until it's, dawn. until it's dawn
0: really happy to have you on you've had a really nice like really nice career but recently i feel like a lot of people i keep hearing are like oh yo you heard of nappy nina if you heard of nappy nina you should have her on the show i'm like yeah i know i know <laughs> it's 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 i i had i had your name listed in my my little notepad of of guests. I've been wanting to find the right time, and you had a record out. I'm like coming out. I'm like that's perfect. Yeah. Um, one thing I really want to start with is I I understand that you got your kind of start in terms of like arts and all of that into in terms of poetry at a very mm-hmm. early age. That was something you you really loved. What sparked your love of writing, and how did this how did this eventually transition into wanting to rap?
2: I feel like initially it wasn't even a love at first, you know, try thing. It was uh, more like my parents were trying to find something to do with me after school because I was like, you know, just not having anything to do, not doing anything good with my time. So um, they asked me to go to some workshops um, that were being held around the city and I like just kind of fell in love with the rhythm of, I, I always loved writing, but I just kind of fell in love with the rhythm of poetry at that time. Um, especially like that was very specific, like performance poetry. Um, and I feel like it led to rap because I was always kind of trying to rap in the poetry slams and stuff. Like mm. my poems would just be a little bit more rhythmic, a little bit, you know, more, you um, Rap style, acapella, whatever. And I feel like I wasn't doing good in the slams. I wasn't like winning. <laughs> and I felt really competitive about it. And at the same time, I was listening to a whole bunch of amazing hip hop at that time that was high school, you know? Um, so I think that just, I was just like, oh, like I actually really love hip hop. Like I feel like I can do this from just like the writing I've done as
1: a poet.
0: And, and uh, what were some of the What were some of like the main kind of uh, reasons you feel like you weren't winning these these competitions where you just that you really didn't really want to do spoken word or whatever poetry slams you wanted to really rap, so it didn't fit.
2: It wasn't even that I feel like I really wanted to win like (laughs) I just one I I still struggle to this day with memorization like my performance. I feel like I didn't understand the performance aspect as well as I do now. And I was just really stuck on like what I was saying. And I wasn't as good as like getting people to care about it, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I find it's interesting. I was actually at a show yesterday. Um, It's, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with any of these folks, but uh, Raz Fresco, he's uh, doing good things in Toronto. And he had like all of his folks from the, the Baker's Club, his label. And I had listened to all of their music on like their studio records. And I found, although I like those, whenever they all performed, it was like, oh, shit, these guys really know how to perform. Like, yeah. And I find the inverse is sometimes true where sometimes it's uh, people either like don't know how to bring that same kind of energy or charisma to like the studio record, and then sometimes people don't know how to bring those subtleties that made people love the studio record in person, like live. It's yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's really
2: hard to get both of those things down, I feel like.
0: Yeah. And I also read in a previous interview that you had a – A desire and I think you still do to do like to do writing for movies and TV which I found that was that was cool what uh what's different writing in that medium versus rap that like inspires you or wants you to makes you want to pursue it eventually
2: I feel like there's a lot of similarities you know I feel like my rap style I write a lot from like what I just see on the daily and I want I want to bring that to the screen. I think I just like the medium of film and TV. And I just like want to use what I've learned, like to make something like actually tangible, differently tangible, you know, just like, I feel like it's harder to convince people to listen to music than to watch something. Um, I don't know, in my Mm. perspective. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I, I know a lot of people who are just like, you're like oh have you watched this show have you watched this movie they'll instantly watch it or but when you're like yo have you heard this record by like this you know person they're like oh like yeah i'm gonna check it out and you check back yeah. in like, six months later they still haven't that's but, interesting
0: i don't know yeah, i actually I may, be- I may believe you on that
2: yeah yeah i don't know how true it is but i feel like that's from my perspective
0: I think TV Uh and movies are definitely more of like a conversation thing. Like, I feel like there's a, there's a huge sect of people. Like, I don't feel like I'm included. I doubt you are. It sounds like you're really into the art, but like there's a lot of casual like movie cinema people that just kind of like watching stuff to keep up with like, what's, what's the new thing. Like, Oh, did you watch white Lotus? Like, I don't know. Everybody's talking about like, I'll watch it. (laughs) Like it's, and that's fine. It's just like, yeah, it's not the same with music to the same extent you're like, yeah maybe I mean, Beyonce album that's like an exception but you know yeah.
2: yeah or like Lil Yachty I've been hearing everybody talk about this new Lil Yachty
0: record oh my god yeah everybody's talking yeah. someone said someone tweeted it's like it's Pink Floyd I'm like that I that made me listen to it just like one song and I'm like oh this is weird um didn't listen to it much but <laughs> yeah. it's funny what would you say is like the if you have to choose like your favorite written tv show or favorite movie like that was written like that you think is like your favorite which, is, which would it be
2: uh, I have so many favorites, but these questions are always hard. But I feel like I'm. I just need to go with the first thing that comes to mind. I really loved The Leftovers, which was on HBO a while back.
0: I um, haven't seen that. What's that about? It's kind of like
2: a. Uh, the premise is like all these people disappear off of Earth, and then you, some people are left there, and you're trying to figure out what happened. It's a it's a pretty weird show in the okay. later seasons, but I just feel like I really love the style and. Mm-hmm yeah the So,
0: okay so moving to like the music side of things now so you one thing I really love about your music is that you clearly have a very eclectic taste in music like in terms of the kind of funky or jazzy soulfuls and sometimes dancey quite experimental beats that you've wrapped over throughout the years what do you Mm -hmm. look for in an instrumental when you're deciding to 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 pick some to pick some tunes for your projects
2: I guess, I don't know, just has to sound, it has to be intriguing to me, like, a lot of the times, it depends on what type of mood I am in, like, a lot of producers who I work with know that I love, just like, piano beats, I love piano, I think, you know, the keys just drive a lot of stuff, but, like, the more experimental beats, I just look for, like, pockets that I feel like are unique to fit in, and you know drum crazy drums like i love the drums that just are like you don't really get it the first time like you have to listen to it to a few times through to be like oh i understand what the drummer was doing here or whatever or the producer was doing here i feel like i look for beats that are just they kind of just drive themselves to like change a lot or like i can change the flow Mm -hmm. in the song a lot
0: yeah i think there's like a really cool kind of mix of like electronic a lot of times but also jazzy like i think and i think there's a lot of producers right now that are in that space right now like i'm and because some of like we'll get to your your the upcoming album soon but there's a lot of beats that remind me of things that i've heard from a collaborator on the record mavi so it's uh that's where it's like some some of the kind of beats from people like uh Oh, all the names are blanking right now, but people that produced on that album I was like, I, I was going to ask you who the producers are because I'm like, that. I bet there might be some crossover, but that's cool. Um, And speaking of kind of like the production specifically, the danceable stuff you've wrapped over, you have a really great project with J-Words out from 2021, Double Down. That's like, I'd say that's one of the most like recommended albums I've given out to people, especially people that are not like necessarily like the biggest hip hop heads, but I know just like and appreciate real good music. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. this is I know you haven't heard this because it's like I can guarantee it. It's nice when you can tell someone like, Oh, I know you haven't heard something like this. Just
2: yeah, I love that feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's like, again, it's, like,
0: it's a little. It's not that long, too. It's not a big commitment. It's like, oh, just play this not even 20 minutes. And I imagine the kind of like really high BPM, really unconventional production must to like push you out of your comfort zone. Uh, like, Cause you're rapping like as fast as you've ever have and pretty yeah. odd pockets. Like, could you say more about the experience creating double down with J words and like how that may have helped you improve as a rapper?
2: Yeah. Well, first and foremost, like J words is incredible. Um, she always makes beats. Like I've joked with her all the time because you step into her studio and it's just like a whole bunch of bunch of stuff that I'm like, I have no idea how this stuff works. Like <laughs> chords and like buttons yeah, gearhead, like, yeah. Yeah, she's a gearhead. So, you know, you go in the studio and she's like, yo, here's this beat. And I actually the project started because she put a beat on Twitter and I was like, yo, I need this. And I just rapped over it immediately on Twitter and like reposted it. And she was like, Yo, it's still a record. Um, you know, it wasn't even in my mind at the time. And the beats that she was giving me, like you just said lent themselves to like me rapping incredibly fast and especially on the song scared. Like that was probably the fastest I've ever rapped. And that was super challenging. I like, I had to hype myself up to even record that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also it was just super fun. Like I loved it. I love the the Jersey sound that's in there. I love, um, I love just like trying to do something new for myself. Um, like, like you said, just to just challenge, like the way that I could flow. And I did imagine like people moving to the music in a different way than they normally do. Cause I feel like I normally make a lot of headphone rap, a lot of, you know, Not head, mod, you know, introspective on the train, looking out the window rap, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, Oh, let's just, let me just try to do this other thing. And Jay Wards was hype about it. You know, she, that's her favorite shit. So it just, it came together super organically. Um, and I'm, I love that project. Like I'm super thankful that we made that.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I think if I'm not mistaken in like the band camp description, you were, you kind of described it as like having it. Cause this was 20, this was like pretty peak pandemic at the time yeah. when it came out. Like, it was like, you want to make a dance floor and like wherever you're the listener is seated at. And I think you definitely, definitely achieved that. It's really. a, it really Achieve gets that. the point across like real, real quick, real quick. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, I find that you have a a very beautifully like quiet breathy voice it's very inviting that's the kind of the initial thing i don't really can't really tell you exactly the first exact verse i've heard you on might it i don't think it was innocent country might have mm-hmm. been but like possibly but i think you have a special skill in that you have this ability to be like obviously like it's quite like common like it hits that kind of tone but it can be very commanding and like you can still be very passionate serious as well, but you don't even need to like raise your voice necessarily. Mm. It's just really unique. Not a lot of rappers can kind of like, hold your attention without Mm. doing some bullshit, like not bullshit, but like doing some extra, extra, extra stuff. When did you feel comfortable embracing this kind of style? Because it's really different. Like I I truly don't know if I've like, heard much like this. And I just imagine it might have been you might have been like, damn, like, is this too weird? is this kind of whack like i don't know
2: yeah i uh i mean one that whole sound and style i feel like is just heavily influenced by where i'm from uh you know i'm from oakland like we're mm. we're we're level we're we're here we're at a five at all times you know yeah, so like,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> we don't really need to scream and i think i had a mentor uh dennis Kim, back in the day who like he never spoke louder than like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you had to listen to him and I think there's a lot of power in that where like you command people to like be silent and or not even be silent but be intentional with like listening to you. And I think that's something that like consciously and also subconsciously I try to do. Yeah, I always felt like my style wasn't like I I couldn't attach it to anything else that was out there, which made me feel like like, is this good? <laughs> you know, like is this actually good? And I still feel like that all the time. Um, so I'm just like until other people listen to it and they're like, oh yeah, this is good. Like, I am convinced that it's like not good or like not, maybe not good, but like, yeah, a little weird or like not weird enough or Mm. like just in a place that I feel like I have to kind of just be comfortable, comfortable and confident with being okay in my own lane or whatever, or like, you know, I'm clearly not in my own own lane. There's, there's like similar artists to me, mm-hmm. but I just feel like it took a lot of time to be like, yeah, it's okay to put out music that sounds like this and like be confident about that.
0: Yeah. yeah it's also, also I find like, I imagine it must be pretty different or pretty unique being in the space that you're in where I, I wouldn't say like people would say like you're an ex, quote unquote experimental rapper, but you're like adjacent to that to where like yeah. I find all those all those artists that are in that space i find they have a pretty hard position they're in a pretty hard position because their fans are like expecting one some sort of similarity because all fans like kind of want the same like they kind of do have a something that they yeah. don't want to change but then exactly. you're experimental so it's like yo this sounds like your last album i yeah. find that shit's hard man <laughs> like that's such a i don't even know it's an impossible expectation but like we all have it like i have that yeah. i'm sure or the, I feel
2: like sometimes when I'm labeled as experimental and I'm like, dope, like, cool, I'm like rapping over these experimental beats. But then when I do something that's like a little bit more straightforward, I'm like, yeah. worried that they're going to be like, oh, like this shit is pop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, are you sold this? out. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I, did you find your poetry background made your style feel like, like helped you kind of build out this style a bit more? Because the thing I found, I caught from what you said before was like, you felt like you got the, the rhythm of the poetry like really helped you. And I can really hear that, especially when you are like rapping a little more unconventionally on like Double Down, for example, like it is just like very much like you're just like snaking your way through the beats, like in a in a very like, I guess I didn't think of poetry at the time, but I can see that now. And I feel like the acapella training is, is quite important there.
2: Yeah, that definitely helped uh, a million times. You know, with a poem, you just, you make it work. You make the cadence work, whatever it is. Like you make the words work to like how you know there's no beat so you just do Mm -hmm. what fits and i feel like i do that with a beat i'm just always like oh i want to say this thing let me make it fit here you know i i kind of i'm not like oh like here's the space that i can fit in let me try to put words there i'm just like what are the words i want to put in this space or whatever
0: and you, you kind of mentioned a few uh an influence earlier like what are some other kind of key influences for you along your way that inspired you
2: um I mean, people and things, like, I'm really inspired just by, like, space and, like, landscape and, um, you know, the city, like, being in Brooklyn and just, like, solo. I'm really inspired by, like, solo dolo missions, like, walking around cities and just, like, exploring them myself um, and, like, people watching, um, but like people influences I'm influenced by like all the writers I grew up around which is a super long list um but like music wise Fuji's you know I mentioned them a lot of times in interviews one of the first hip-hop groups I really really started listening to and Missy and um the, a lot of west coast rap like Dom Kennedy Larry mm-hmm. June like a whole bunch of people who just are strictly about flow they don't even really rap they just like talk <laughs> you
0: know? yeah I, I could de- I, I could definitely hear like the Larry June Don Kennedy because that's what I love about your music too it, it is truly is like hits that like oh this is so I'm so chill
2: yeah like
0: waving like a like, chilling out it's it's nice uh I'm glad you said Missy too because yeah, that's I someone that. I think I hear because not only does like did Missy have like a huge like history of having like very eccentric genre bending whatever you want to call it like production choices but obviously she was like a fucking superstar so she had crazy songwriting like and i think mm-hmm. something that i've i've grown to love about your music is that you really know how to write hooks like there's always like some sticky hook that's like still quite like like you, you wrote it it wasn't just some usually very repetitive like basic but it, they always hit and that's something missy obviously was great at too so like i can see
2: yeah that. i want to work with missy so bad
0: <laughs> Yeah, she's, i think she's still she's still making music yeah i'm I mean, sure she's yeah. still working
1: on stuff
0: yeah, yeah.
1: uber trips to dirty jars i spent the bill worth the hike worth the fill for something real i ain't like other sites the thrill is worth the hill working wednesday pushing thursday sabbath i'm sitting still birth and chill won't work for will Rumors are ill. Something ain't quite right. Do what you feel. I'm focused. Shit is potent. Bring smoke through these skills. Y'all want no smoke from my grill. Race problems is
0: real. So speaking of like your people watching and kind of the solo dolo missions, it kind of leads to the next thing I want to talk about, which is that it sounds like you're very introspective. I think that's a, a good uh, assumption to make. So like self-doubt, like therapy, mental health are all kind of big pro- parts of your lyrical content so mm-hmm. far in your career. So I'm curious, like how, how does making music play into your overall kind of like mental health management? Like, is that like a way for you to kind of have some like therapy in a way like self self help, self uh, understanding?
2: Yeah, definitely. I feel like making music is similar to just like training muscles or just like working out in a way where like I can get out of my head, even though I do rap about really introspective stuff, it's a way for me to actually get out of my head and but what's going on on paper which makes it more of a reality which like makes me confirm that i'm not going crazy so yeah f i think it's a huge part of just staying okay um i feel like there's a lot of moments where i actually don't make music and i'm like wondering like things are feeling crazy or i'm feeling like super anxious and i'm wondering what that's about and then like i do make some music and I. I feel better I feel like validated and seen and all that stuff
0: I feel like it's probably similar to the kind of reasons why people are told like hey journaling might help I think it's yeah. like a process emotions put it on paper like get a release exactly kind of like not yeah it's not in your head anymore it's just it's it's just there you can look at it yeah.
2: exactly yeah
0: um a patron of the show actually from Ireland name I'm gonna say his name right Kean kian um he had an interesting question related to this topic that i wanted to share uh so he says like as someone who's written about her struggles with mental health i'm wondering how you maintain strength in your kind of like diy approach to promotion touring record pressing etc when things get tough like i and he says like i find any ability i have to self-promote completely disappears and creative blocks come when i'm not my mental health is not right so how do you manage all of this
2: yeah, self-promotion is hella hard. I hate it. <laughs> like it's really hard to just keep being like, yo, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. And I get angry. You know, like I feel like we all get angry about it, but like sometimes I'm like, yo, like, why why aren't people saying this? Like, I know this shit is dope. Um, I feel like, yes, when I'm not in the mental space to do that, I do take breaks and I do take time off. I feel like ultimately my career is only as good as like i am like mm-hmm. mentally so it that shit all comes second to like making sure i'm feeling okay but also i have a i have a little team you know like who are the homies who like lucid house like i feel like it's it's really nice to have homies around who are just checking on you as a person and like checking on how you're doing first and then like checking on your artistry you know and, like making sure that shit gets done so it's a it's a hard balance but I feel like I have a good support system
0: that's dope that's dope yeah it seems like there's a good sense of community around like the artists that you're running with these days that's a yeah. that's that's really nice to see yeah. yeah it's really yeah And and like you know in the past few years obviously like the big elephant in the room has been like the pandemic like how did that how did those these past few years like influence what you wrote about? Did it change? I mean, you definitely have already been rapping about these kind of topics before. Yeah. So, but like did it did it have any kind of did it make you go deeper? Or did it just kind of make it things more pronounced? Like did it have any real effect on you? In terms of the music? I think it definitely
2: had an effect. Um it gave me time like uh, especially initially like when the pandemic first started, it gave me time to just like really sit with myself and think about this stuff because I feel like when I'm rapping before when I was rapping before it was always in between like a part-time job or like Mm. a full-time job or like school you know I was in school night school for mad long and it was always like these little moments of like yo I'm gonna get this in I'm gonna get this in but when the pandemic really started and I put out I wrote 30 bag like the first few weeks um I really had a chance to just really sit down and think about stuff i feel like it gave me time and it gave me space it also gave me a lot of you know i was uncomfortable as everybody else was uncomfortable i didn't know how i was going to make money Mm -hmm. i was about to go on tour like my first time um i was going to go do some shows in russia and i was super hyped and you know all that got canceled and it felt like i was taking a few steps back in my career because i felt like i was really on a little momentum right before but yeah but also it played out exactly how it should. I mean, I feel good about where I'm at now. So
0: That's good. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I found I found, I've, I noticed generally a trend since 2020 of like more and more often than not, artists were pushing the introspection card a lot more. And it, sound, it sounded genuine. It sounded like a real trend. Yeah. It just seemed like everybody was in that space a bit more than they normally have. Even artists that don't really touch on those topics like as much.
2: Yeah, I mean, because like the world was like, Quote unquote, ending a little bit yeah. faster. Than it normally feels like it's ending, you know? So I feel yeah. like in those moments, you think about life a lot more. Just yeah, in I had
0: like a, I felt like I had a lot of thoughts about all these records when I was like reviewing them or thinking about them in those years. And these years, it's just been like, oh, their most re- personal record yet. But it's like, I kept, I kept thinking of that. I'm like, hey, it actually is. It always tended to be. But speaking of records, okay, I want to get into your new album, Morning Dew i love this record thank you for giving me an early early sneak peek at it um mm-hmm. i really like how like vibrant and like dynamic the sound is mm-hmm. and obviously like your lyricism is 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 as personal and kind of clear as as it always is um so this is dropping february 17th and mm-hmm. since this is a, like this recording is happening prior to the release of the record could you give people like a taste of what to expect from the album what will the listening experience be like
2: Like you said, like, it's kind of all over the place. I feel like the beats, um, the record is about, um, mourning in a way, as it says, it's about like loss, but also just feeling like using grief as like currency and like thinking about like, who is owed what and, and where we pay these prices to. And just like, there's a lot of moments on the record where I reflect on like, I feel like it's similar to things I've written before, but I feel like I'm talking a lot about just feeling like getting what is owed and like also giving what is owed, but sound wise, you can expect like all my favorites on there as always. <laughs> um, a lot of Jay Words production, a lot of Dane zone production, Nelson Mandela, all the guys who are people mm-hmm. I've been working with for mad long, you know, and the homies. And you can just expect like a lot of, the same shit you've been getting from me, but also I think it's good. Like, I didn't think it was good two weeks ago and I've been listening nonstop and I'm like, oh, OK, I get it now. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> could
0: could you elaborate on that that thought? I found that interesting, like you're using grief as currency, like getting what is owed, giving what is owed. Like how Like could you? Yeah. Could you expand on what you mean by that?
2: Yeah, I feel like I mean, I hate to keep bringing it back to the pandemic because, you know, I feel like we just talk about it so much, but mm. I feel like we lost, in general, as, like, people, we lost so much, but also on a personal level, so many people around me have just been mourning so many different things, Um, whether it's, like, actual people who have passed or, like, relationships that are no longer present, like, whether that be romantic or friendships or parental relationships or, like, whatever, or, like, we're just, like, mourning a sense of, somewhat normalcy like we're just normal mourning so many things and i just wonder um like when that does that get to be up when we've like grieved enough like do we get to move on from like feeling sad and sorry when like enough grieving has happened and how do we like even show that we've grieved enough does that look like you know what I'm saying like black folks like being over like mourning you know like unfair treatment like does that mean like there's so many questions i have in my mind where i'm just like when do we actually like stop like get to stop mourning and like get to just like genuinely be happy instead of convincing ourselves to like just be happy and just to um move through the motions of like every day
0: Hmm. no i think you captured that that's interesting yeah like that whole idea like mourning yeah it seems like there's just a lot obviously to be mourning these days and it yeah. gets to the point where you're like what's the what's next like how does this yeah. resolve like I guess you could say
2: yeah it does it resolve uh, I mean that being said like it's not like a super sad record there's like a whole bunch of bouncy up uh, but like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: too, you know
0: so yeah I feel like this is like your the most like complete body of work I've, I think you you put out because like it definitely is like pretty melancholy but mm-hmm. it's also pretty sobering and and like clear-headed especially like a track like "Cope," mm-hmm. like that that might be maybe your best song i've heard from you like that one is like oh
2: wow, thank you i, I, I don't know like, who produced that one? one dane dane zone
0: oh because yeah. like the strings oh my god that was <laughs> oh, like Yeah. Was like, Whoa. well okay like,
2: yeah i have to actually shout out um the violin player maya bernardo she's oh that's, li- that's live that's live yeah she's super oh. filthy so I, yeah, I have to say that she, she killed it.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. That one really added like a touch of like, like just heaviness. I was like, Oh yeah. my God. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I just, I feel like the, this album isn't like, it is somewhat like kind of like uplifting too. It doesn't like leave me in a dark darkness and then just like keeps me there. Like you definitely bring you, bring me around, but it, it doesn't end like that, which I, which I like. Yeah, There is some resolve, I guess you could say to this, this morning, not like yeah. maybe reality, which is, which is good. The featureless on this is fucking insane yeah it is insane like i i didn't like i didn't expect i didn't even maybe i don't know if you've even shared a lot of this publicly so i wasn't sure what to expect i only
2: tweeted about it like one time
0: <laughs> okay because i missed that and then i just was listening to i'm like whoa what the fuck so you have for people who don't know you have more mother you have cavalier you have messiah mm-hmm. you have mavi you have stas the boss like you have and then more and, and then you have producers yeah Loji. Yeah, yeah man you have it's like you know? that's wild and So as an, how does it feel as an artist to get guest features from peers that I'm sure you respect and admire dearly? Like, do you feel it inspires you to push your game up another notch?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it makes me feel really respected and loved also. Like, I mean, all these people who are asked to be on the project are homies, you know, um, whether or not like I've been knowing them for a while or I feel like Loji is probably the person I met most recently. Um, But like, I love his music and Mm -hmm. I feel like there's just like a mutual respect there, which makes me feel really good between all of us, you know, and definitely it makes me want to rap better. Like Cavalier is one of my favorite rappers from a long time. I've been listening to Cavalier for mad long. So like to get him on this record is really special to me. And, you know, that goes with everybody who's on the record. Like it's, it's always I always feel super privileged to like continue to have J. Words on my record, or to continue to have Nelson Benelli, continue to have Dane Zone, continue to have Messiah. Masai has been on every single record that I've had. Yeah. you know, I'd love boss. that to continue.
0: Yeah. Like
2: I just, I feel so lucky. Like, and I know it feels, and it, it sounds like corny and cheesy, but I'm just like, dang! Like, I get to make this super dope thing with like these super dope people who I love and respect. More mother. You know i love my mother she's we've known each other for mad long and it's dope to see each other grow just like in our different ways and just to be able to be like in five years like yo like i had memory when we all did this like
0: Mm -hmm. yeah And you you also have features from people like that don't give them out like easy too which is like mavi i don't even really remember the last time like i heard him on a feature like he doesn't do that often like my yeah, mother audience. definitely doesn't do that often like cavalier yeah. like he's practically like it's cool to see him like i know he has an album eventually coming out like yeah. there's talks with like obviously the quelle ep they dropped but like he's been a little more active i mean he was like ghost for a while like publicly at least so that's sure. crazy and and i think the song you guys did was was one of my favorites on the record same with the let I me mean, say like there's so many good songs on the song.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Mavi, I, I want to say I like, I love Mavi. And I think that was, you know, that, that feature was really just off the strength of love. Like it was nothing more than like, I just reached out to him and was like, yo, we know each other. I know his sister, but like even outside of that, he was just like, yeah, I would love to get on this, you know? And I was like, I would love to have you. It was just a really good feeling of just like both of us want to rap and love the production. So
0: and you guys have like a very mutual, I think, like a mutual kind of uh, perspective on a lot of things. Like the yeah. the connection makes perfect sense. You guys both really put your put your heart into your music. You. Um, uh, so what, another aspect of this album that's notable is that it's released under Lucid House, mm-hmm. and um, so for those that aren't aware, it's like artist-owned operated label that you are a co-creator of. Yeah. So could you tell me how you first linked up? um like with the other folks that like created the label and like why you feel a label like this art is run is important in a industry like we are in today
2: yeah well lucid house started a lot I mean people know but don't know my my brother it's me and my brother we started it um tail mode he's a part of a band called baby fang and um it started with like us just wanting to put my own records out by myself because it was just hard to do. initially it was hard to get attention of like other labels um and then when we did start getting the attention of other labels the the deals were so whack and like mm-hmm. everything was just so we were just like but how do we how do we make money like how do we feel supported in these ways and they mm-hmm. never came back with good answers so i feel like we were just like yeah like let's just do this ourselves and then um, from there we got other artists like Stassi Boss, Canteen Killer, 13th Law, and um, my homie, like best friend and manager Ryan Holmes. And we just all were like, like, this is it, this is a team. We're just gonna rock and push each other's stuff. And we just been becoming more and more legit every year. So I just feel like if you can't afford to, and I know that I come from like a privileged place of having homies who are down and with like similar mindsets, but if mm-hmm. you can afford to. I feel like it's really beneficial to just do it yourself because you just have so much say at the end of the day. Um you don't have to feel like you're owing anything to anybody but yourself and like other peers and you have less of a chance of getting taken advantage of. I feel like
0: um, yeah, which is I mean, very important nowadays. Yeah, it's super important. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's really, I, that's something like when I first kind of heard about that, I was very intrigued because I'm not, obviously there are others that exist, obviously I'm no. not going to be dumb, but I don't know of many in rap that I think that come to mind. And I was like, that was very, really cool, um, yeah. especially because like, for better or for worse, there's a lot of talk about like record contracts and like all like the the skeevy gross stuff that happened in the industry. So. Yeah. I think you're you're definitely like operating in a very alternative path that could work for a lot of people if they do have like the right resources and people around them to make it happen.
2: Yeah, and we're definitely not the first ones to do it. It's been done before, but it's just like we... I feel like I'm. I used to see that I was in similar positions as artists who were signed to bigger labels and I was just like, what's the difference? You know, what's the difference between me and them? It's like they actually owe money to like a larger thing at the end of the day and we're, we're here playing like the same shows and like
1: mm-hmm. you know what
2: i'm saying like having the same vibe like pressing up the same vinyl and like we're in similar positions but it just feels better to know that like i owe money to myself you know what i'm saying or like mm-hmm. not to make it all about money but like you know
0: that's not i don't think uh one thing that be. i i feel like a lot of people a lot of fans this is really a fan thing of music i think they get kind of grossly entitled when it comes to like because you know like with the vinyl it's like people like griselda like artists like like from griselda like mock like specifically like made that whole like chart tr- up like upping the price of their vinyl and shit and people yeah. get really mad it's like okay like i respect well we all are aware as soon as you buy that shit you're, it's going to be up for 200 bucks at Discogs. like i know rap exactly. Ferreira. I think he was selling his vinyl like um like initially for like one fifty like he has some out and it's like yeah but like all of his vinyl are at least two hundred bucks like all of yeah. like actually every single one even records yeah. that weren't as acclaimed so I just find like people get a little gross when they they don't realize that people are like needing to live like in a perfect yeah. world we're living off that but I know a lot of people have like part time jobs or, or full time jobs but exactly um,
2: like I've had part time yeah. hustles the whole time and yeah that is something to think about
0: yeah and uh, like if we want good music we have people have to survive to make good music so it's true it's always something people should keep in mind is there okay so before we wrap up like are there any upcoming things so obviously morning do but is there anything else that you'd want to highlight in addition to this record that's uh on the horizon projects merch anything
1: Uh,
2: i'm probably i'm gonna definitely have some cool merch out um after this record is out i'm planning to go on tour i'm going to australia next month for oh, a couple fuck. of shows so that's i'm excited crazy. for that but also like i don't know i uh oh i'm working on a project i mean it probably won't be out this year but i'm working on an ep with Swarvy that i'm so excited about oh uh,
0: damn yeah that's crazy so I,
2: I love Swarvy so the logi connection
0: too there yeah
2: yeah i know Swarvy separately of logi but like Uh, I would just love to make a project and I loved uh, the project they made together. So we already have like a lot of jams together and, you know, it's just about like finalizing and stuff, but that's probably in the future, but that's like definitely in the works. Um, But yeah, like I'm just excited for folks to hear morning do and just to like play it in as many places as I can.
0: And Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And you definitely should make like a poster of this guy. Yeah, I definitely
2: want to put yeah. I'm having a release show in Brooklyn and i I will have posters.
0: <laughs> yeah, for those that aren't aware, this is a real photo. It's not Photoshop. <laughs> I definitely thought it was Photoshop.
2: Yeah. Not photoshopped. I was You've in got the to desert.
0: perform in the Sahara Desert yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Earl, I really thank you so much for coming on the show. Um sharing yeah. insight on like how you approach music and giving a sneak peek to this record. I'm sure people will love it. And yeah, yeah just wish you all the best. Enjoy Australia and take care.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Peace.
1: Peace. Cope, cool. my favorite method be the smoke is killing me though. Tell me what is in my enemy list is so long, so long if I did what can go wrong. Sometimes I sip to trip and chance a chance to overstay my stance. cop cool. my favorite method be the smoke is killing me though. Tell me what is in my enemy list is so long, so long if I did what can go wrong. Sometimes I sip to trip and chance a chance to overstay my stance. Cope. My favorite method be to smoke. It's killing me though. Tell me what is in my enemy. This is so long, so long. If I did, what can go wrong? Sometimes I sift the trip and chance of chance to overstay my stance. Cope.
0: There we have it, another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC-TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all, though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently so if you have any questions about any of the patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rap music plug pod or shoot me an email at qlctv dot podcast at gmail.com you can also rate and review the show on apple podcasts and subscribe on youtube and spotify as well but that's enough self-promotion for this episode i hope you enjoyed it peace